0: Plasm, Advent Calendar Day 7, Joseph Campbell's The Hero with a Thousand Faces and other derived works. Uh, so this is a non-fiction entry. I went through a phase of being like really obsessed with Joseph Campbell, Hero of the Thousand Faces and to a lesser extent The Writer's Journey which was um, uh, by Christopher Vogler, The Mythic Structure for Writer's Third Edition which um, is based on Joseph Campbell. Um, the one that you want to read is the camel because it's kind of it has the actual mythical resonances. It's also the one with the the more credible academic value, I guess. Now I was turned onto this thought just recently because because I saw Todd Foley of As If Productions mentoring Dan Harmon's. Um, story cycle a cycle of eight steps and Harmon's story cycle is as one commentator put it very much the cliff notes to joseph campbell's hero of the thousand faces it's basically the same cycle um but it's a lot simplified it's easier to engage with and i think also um the hero's journey as per campbell is is like it's problematic it seems quite gendered um it's got uh, some titles such as, you know, in the initiation section, it's Woman as the Temptress. Um, it, apotheosis and Meeting with the Father, um, Meetings with the Goddess, and so on and so forth. Now, I think that um, whether that is because it is rooted in a, uh, a patriarchal mythic society, or whether be, whether it's because Campbell has a patriarchal bias in w- through which he's viewing it, or because his use of language is um, not particularly sensitive, and uh, is is a problem for some of the people who've interpreted it. I don't know. I don't care to comment. I'm sure there's there are criticisms that you could make. Sure, but anyway, setting that aside, you know, I I don't want to minimise that concern, but I think it's it is orthogonal to my interest in the hero's journey it's a cycle as typified in uh, the eight steps in dan harman's story circle and the interesting thing that you've got there is a thresholds so you've got a sort of initially you've got the character in a safe space and they meet a mentor or they get a particular drive or a hook and then at some point they're encouraged to cross a threshold into which there is danger uncertainty through which they must progress and find the thing they're after and pay a price for it and then on the return they come back into the safe space but they've brought what they found from the danger space with them for a positive change to whatever community that they have. And I recommend that um, you you look up Dan Harmon's version. Uh, I am looking, and I'll link this in my show notes, I'm looking at a particularly nice summary and graphic of it, which looks at the sort of, let's say you start at uh, the 12 o'clock position and you go around from stages one to eight uh, and and that is your complete circle. Um, So the the first segment, one, two, and three, that's in a sort of above the line, above the horizontal line that bisects the circle. And that is in what is shown in this graphic I'm looking at as order. And then as you dip below that and you cross the threshold into the uncertain and dangerous, you go into chaos. And then as you return, you cross back the other way, you go back into order again. Now, I'm raising this because, and I'm feeling slightly smug, and maybe it's justified, maybe not, because some time ago I wrote a whole load of blog posts, particularly about Beyond the Wall, the role-playing game, and that game is all about uh, you live in a community, as a bunch of villagers, and, uh, well, young villager protagonists, I should say, and the adventure is you go outside the wall, you have adventures, then you come back to the community. At least that's the way I have always interpreted it. I've gone on at length many times about emergent story and sort of the map be- the important bits of the map being where you are at the moment i fit the uh, the sort of the way this cycle should work to the way that the beyond the wall should work in that there is a need for the protagonist to go outside the wall into an area of uncertainty do whatever they need to do face whatever trials they need to face and then finally come back to within the boundaries of their village to safety to security to you know comfort and family and all the things that they value and i think that that it seems so obvious when you say it like that i think it's really important and i think it's a it's a very significant graphic to remember and, and the the main thing is it really cements a couple of important things one is the the sort of uh it's the initial kick so from a from a safe safe place, you you identify a need that you need to satisfy, and you need to go out into the world. And then, on the other thing, on the return journey, you come back. Um, you come back into the village or wherever the safe space is, and you get the ultimate reward. You get the resolution of the story. I've heard complaints over the years about sort of how stories. Should resolve, and they don't sometimes in role playing games and no they don't necessarily need to resolve, but I think it is good to recognize particularly when you're you're running short form RPGs that you need a start and then you need a finish, you need a conclusion, and that needs to satisfy people that it might not be the outcome you want, but it is a sort of an end state that everyone can recognize and it might be a tragic end or it might be a a very triumphant end, but it's not going to fizzle out. It's not, going to, um, it's not going to invalidate anyone's activities. Oh, there's that word, invalidate. I used that again. Um, anyway, that is the basic cycle. And what I'm going to do is, I, I'm, in the show notes, I'm actually going to put quite a few links this time. Uh, I'll put a link to the graphic I'm looking at, and also to, if I can find them, a bunch of old blog posts I made with pretty much the same graphic. And it's all about the sort of the cyclic nature of how adventures should run in Beyond the Wall. And in indeed in any game you go out from a safe space, you go out into danger, you come back, and you need to go through a certain number of steps while you're out of the dangerous space. Now to say a bit more detail about the hero with a thousand faces, there are some mythic things that happen in um the hero's journey. Um and there are you know they, they they talk about sort of um you know, there's a Campbell structures it like this and there's the departure which includes the call to adventure the refusal of the call which is about people doubting their own ability and then overcoming that and then there are things well one of the the version that um Campbell uses as supernatural aid uh is uh it can be any kind of magical MacGuffin but it could also be a mentor figure I mean I think um Vogler's keen on mentors as archetypes so Vogler has a number of archetypes that um, he uses Uh, then you cross the first threshold and then the end of the first departure is the belly of the well so you haven't you've taken the decision to cross the threshold and suddenly you're plunged into a weird unknown space and that kicks off the second part which is the initiation and this is really the the sort of the chaos bit this is the real adventure and so there's the road of trials, which is a number of, of roads of, of um, conflict and things that will stop you getting where you want to go. The meeting with the goddess, which is, as I say, gendered language, but forget about that. I interpret that, rightly or wrongly, as a sort of meeting of um, meeting of the, the characters with somebody who knows something, somebody who can uh, grant greater insight. Uh, or connect the characters with a greater truth. Women as the Temptress uh, and Atonement with the Father, That uh, they're kind of sort of much more, they are mythical. Um, they're harder to put into concrete terms in terms of story and um i think you should read the book for yourself if you want to get in get into into it that deep and um, this atonement with the father and the sort of um you know the sort of mother and father stuff is again it's it's one of the reasons why there is a slightly confused uh reading upon the the gendered nature of it um i admit i haven't read this for a little while then you get to apotheosis and the ultimate boon um now to be clear that obviously apotheosis means you know transformation metamorphosis uh, and the ultimate boon is then what do you really want out of this trial what's the prize at the end you know the holy grail the magic elixir which you are going to use to make everyone's lives better or the the, the magic sword that you're going to use to to conquer your enemies or whatever um, and that should be the end state of the game now um harman the way he writes it is that uh, it's basically you get you you turn around the bottom end of the diagram and you meet you meet your maker it's the take section where you actually take what you want but there the the subtlety about that is that that you take something that is the ultimate prize but there's a, a sacrifice you have to make there's a trade-off um so you know you 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 uh take the holy grail um but it will kill you or something like that um and that's the final stage so likening it sort of this ultimate boon um it is not without price i think that's the important thing and things that aren't without price, you what are you going to give up in order to finish the adventure and then um and then you get to the point where you have the return which is stage seven in harman's steps and it's like it's the third portion of now it's the third portion in Campbell's cycle, and it's a bit more involved in that because all that's partly about making sense of everything that's happened and and the return portion that that third part it, it starts with the refusal to return so the characters are refusing to leave the magical world and re-enter the familiar world that they came from originally um then there's the the magic flight um Rescue from without, crossing of the return threshold, master of the two worlds. Now, master of the two worlds is obviously somebody who has experience of both the world at home and the mythic world, and they, they are, in, in terms of, you know, we talk about mastery, but what they're actually doing is they are, um, they've been able to use the knowledge they've, gra- they've gained and the, the way they've personally grown to benefit the world that they return to. And the last item is freedom to live. There's a lot more to um Campbell. I'm not going to get into it here too long, but um it is worth reading. It's worth having a copy of it. It's The Hero with a Thousand Faces. It was originally published in 1949, so um it is worth owning a copy, even if all you want to do is like sort of use it to deconstruct myths. It is not the only way to deconstruct myths. Um, I think, I know, I, I know I've looked in the past, I haven't come across many of them, but, but there are people who have uh, published uh, refutations of the mythic cycle presented by Campbell. I've rambled on for long enough, so I am gonna call it a day there. Uh, and I am going to open the next door in the advent calendar. So let's get this over here, okay. Oh, it's, um, it's Ennui. Oh. Okay. All right, well, I'll uh, speak to you in the next one. Bye-bye. plasma Podcast. Words by Ralph Lovegrove. Music by Chris Zabriskie. Find out more at VictorPlasm.net.